So friends, our Scriptures today, God invites us to His party. And we've got RSVP. And the question is, will we accept the invitation? And what will we do with it? And I was thinking about this. I'm not sure if it's worse to decline an invitation for a party that you found out later was just like a rager. It's like the best party ever. You know, and you declined the invitation. You missed out on this incredible party. I don't know if that's worse or if it's worse to end up going to a party and feeling uh, completely and totally out of place. Unfortunately, I had the experience of both. So I, I have to decline a lot of invitations to parties anymore, especially as a priest. I used to go to every party I was invited to. But um, now I have to accept, decline some invitations, because let me tell you how this works at like a wedding reception if you're a priest. It's not that great, right? Because inevitably, someone, it's like the crazy aunt or the crazy uncle, uh, corner you and want to tell you everything they've ever thought about religion. Right? They lecture you for hours. Right? And usually alcohol is involved. Right? But you end up stuck at these receptions with strangers in the corner with some crazy aunt or uncle uh, lecturing you. The other thing that can happen is you end up getting asked to dance. Okay? That's another bad thing that can happen. Right? Inevitably, someone thinks it's funny to go and ask the priest in the collar to come out and dance. Okay? And that never ends well. And it never ends well. So I end up declining a lot of invitations, and then I hear these parties were just amazing, right? But I didn't go. Now I have to mention on the flip side, somebody said to me the other day, you know, one of the, the good side effects of COVID is that I've gotten to decline a bunch of invitations of things I never wanted to go to in the first place. But you have sort of the built-in uh, excuse. So, so you can miss a party that turns out to have been a party you should have been to, but you decline. You can also end up going to a party and feeling totally out of place. So unfortunately, this happened to me as well. I was invited to say the before meal prayer at a wedding reception. And so I go to this venue. It's a huge venue. has multiple ballrooms. And so I just, I just get ushered into this one ballroom. I'm following the crowd. I, I grab a cocktail. You know, I'm mingling with people. I don't recognize anybody, but I didn't really know the couple that well. So I don't think it's a big deal. So I'm, I'm in there for an hour, hour and a half, mingling with everybody. And then they announce the bride and the groom. And I had no idea who this couple was. <laughs> and it turns out I was supposed to be in the ballroom next door. At this point, I had missed the entire prayer. I'd missed everything. And so then, then I actually had to think about the legitimate choice of which one has a better menu for dinner. <laughs> right, which one do I stay at at this point? So the readings, the readings this weekend pose the question, are we going to decline the invitation uh, that God wants for us? Because throughout the Scriptures, heaven, first of all, the Eucharistic feast is portrayed right, as a kind of banquet, a meal. Uh, but heaven is portrayed as this eternal party throughout the Scriptures. The Scriptures end with this in the book of Revelation, that heaven is portrayed, imagine the best wedding reception you've ever been to. It's like that for all of eternity. Right? But the question is, are we going to accept the invitation? 
Are we going to accept the invitation? Because if you notice in the story, in the parable, there's a variety of reasons people don't even accept the invitation. To me, it's kind of like the parable of the seeds and the sower, which describes for me the dispositions of the heart that make it tough for the seed of God to grow within. And similarly, we see in this parable the dispositions of the heart that make it likely that we're not going to even accept the invitation. So the first, the first group doesn't even have the time of day to look at the invitation. Okay, they do what I do with a lot of my mail. They get it, and they throw it immediately into the trash. They don't even have time for the invitation to entertain it. The second group's too busy for the invitation. It says one goes back to their farm, the other goes back to their business. Too busy. I don't have time for this reception. The third is angry. Third must, this person must have harmed them at some point, and just getting the very invitation upsets them. They're resentful, they're callous, they're jaded, they're cynical. So they resort to violence to the servants. It's just the messenger, don't hurt the messenger. I call these the indifferent heart, the preoccupied heart, and the callous heart. The indifferent heart, nothing strikes them as interesting about God, or about the deeper questions of life. The preoccupied heart's too busy. They got too much stuff on their plate. They're overextended. They don't have time for God. And the callous heart is angry, angry at God resentful, holding on to certain tragedies in life and incapable of letting go so much so that they don't want anything to do with God's invitation. And these dispositions apply to our love of others as well, not just to love of God. Right? We can be indifferent to the needs of others right in front of us. We can be preoccupied with our own stuff going on that we aren't attentive to the needs of others. We can be too busy for them. We can also be callous, jaded, cynical. They've hurt me. They don't think like me. Therefore, I'm not interested in their concerns, their issues. But then there's a twist in the parable. A guy that gets in to the party doesn't have the right attire. It must have been on the invitation what to wear must have said you have to wear this wedding garment, this white wedding garment, right? You must have had to wear it. It's like today when couples are putting on their thing, you know, I have to wear a mask, right, to your wedding. It must have been like that. You have to wear this certain attire. And this guy comes in and he doesn't wear it. And the king is not happy. king throws him out, throws him out of the party. And you're like, what's that about? I'm going to call this guy, I'm going to call it the presumptive entitled heart. This is somebody who thinks all they had to do was show up. And that was good enough. This is someone that takes advantage of God's mercy. Who feels entitled. Who presumes that just showing up is good enough. instead of seeing that the invitation is just the beginning, being at the party and being prepared and equipped for the party means that we have been totally transformed. 
It's not good enough to just show up and think there's no demands placed on us for being at the party. No, no, Jesus is making the point, and see, he's making it again within the context of his critique of the chief scribes and Pharisees, this parable. And again, he's saying to them, hey, you think you got it all figured out. You think you're entitled to God's rewards. You think you can presume God's rewards and salvation just because you know all the right things. You know all the right formulas. You say all the right things and do all the right things. And Jesus is saying, no, no, no. Getting to the party is one thing, but being prepared to be there and equipped for the feast of heaven means to be totally transformed by faith and love in His grace. That we have to make ourselves fit to be at that party by clothing ourselves with the garment of Christ's truth and His love and His peace and His righteousness. It's not good enough to just show up and presume we're prepared. Friends, God invites us uh, every week to this Eucharistic feast. And of course, this foreshadows the eternal feast, the eternal marriage banquet, the eternal party that God has prepared for us in heaven. Let's RSVP to that party. Okay, let's not give the excuses of indifference or busyness or callousness that prevent us from accepting that invitation. Let's accept that invitation, but that's not enough. Let's accept that invitation and work out our lives consumed with faith and consumed with love so that we are clothed in the righteousness of Jesus, that we fit in at that party, that we make ourselves equipped by a life of faith and good works, that we make ourselves equipped to celebrate at this eternal banquet feast forever.